When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What's good, Internet? You're listening to episode 122 of the Syrupcast. The Syrupcast is a podcast devoted to fostering intelligent and fun discussion about technology and the Canadian telecom ecosystem. Today is Thursday, May 25th, uh, 2017. This week, I'm joined uh, by Patrick O'Rourke, old reliable. How are you, sir? I'm good, Igor. How are you? I'm good, thank you. We also have uh, Rose Gold Bihar. Hello, you? hello. I'm very much enjoying myself on this nasty day. It's mm-hmm. very rainy. Last, but certainly not least, we have Ted, the Prince Cretonis, making his triumphant third return to the podcast. Ted, so good to have you. How have you been since uh, we last spoke of uh, Lee J. Young's mis- uh, misadventures? I've been well and out of handcuffs myself. <laughs> so uh, I feel like that's all we could ask for. Absolutely. Absolutely. But thank you for having me back on again. Oh, Always a pleasure. Good, sir. Likewise. Uh, so this week we're talking about Microsoft's uh, Surface Pro announcement, as well as we'll also bring the Surface laptop into it, even though we talked about it before. But I think now that we have seen both devices, I think it's good to kind of take a wider picture of them. Uh, So, Ted, you're our guest. I think the best place to start is what did you think of the device? Um, And maybe I should, before I let you go on your merry way, I should, I guess, explain the Surface Pro announced earlier this week in Shanghai, where uh, Microsoft also announced a Chinese government edition, interestingly. Um, So it features uh, Intel's newest Kaby Lake processors. Uh, There's a new fanless design on both the Core M3 and Core i5 models. And this is, according to Microsoft anyway, the first Core i5 device to feature a fanless design, which is a pretty, that's pretty cool, in my opinion. Uh, They're saying 13.5 hours of battery life while playing a video, and that's kind of the standard measure when you're talking about battery life which is a 50% improvement over the Surface 4. New hinge that supports a full 165 degree of motion. Uh, LTE Advanced models will come later in the uh, year, which is the first for a uh, Surface product. Yeah, that's cool. Um, one makes you, uh, makes you think, is a, is a Surface smartphone coming? Um, expanded color uh, gamut display, uh, but it doesn't support uh, DCI-P3. Yes, Pat? We, we don't know what the expanded color gamut means yet, do we? It just, uh, I asked and it just has, it just displays more colors, but oh, it doesn't okay. fit into one of the either Adobe RGB or DCI-P3, which is one, like, yep. those are kind of I guess you would call them standards in some way. Of so it's it's not HDR, is what you're telling me. Um, no, it no, no, it's okay. just it just no. displays more colors as opposed to more dynamic range cool, between cool. them. Um, notably, does not include uh, USB C. Instead, you have Very a USB. Yes, um, and it starts at uh, ten forty nine Canadian, and that does not include the pen, nor does it include the type cover. Uh, the the pen not being there is new, um, and Microsoft said to me that this is because this is the first time they're offering multiple colors. So instead of being like well, everyone gets a silver one. You now get a choice. Um, Why couldn't they just match the colors? 
I don't know. Well, I think it's also partly because not everybody wants the pen. That too. And it doesn't so, come with the type cover, right? So yeah. you got to right. first buy the type cover, then you got to buy the yeah. pen if you if you if you fancy yourself a pen person. Um, and for the first time in since the Surface RT, this uh, it's going to be a worldwide launch. So the, the same day that Americans are getting it, we're getting it. And it's on June 15th, which is the day before my birthday. So podcast listeners, I hope you remember. There's a mysterious <laughs> Toronto-based Microsoft event on the 15th as well. Ooh. What could it mean? Yeah. So, Ted, I've now laid out the device. What did you think of it? And it seems you like you have something to say about the USB-C. Uh, yeah, it's kind of strange that they wouldn't go that yeah. route. Um, I mean, everything else is, mm-hmm. and there's so much you can do with that port as well, which mm-hmm. Apple has already shown as well, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I find that a little strange, um, mm-hmm. but I, I, and I, I don't think we're going to get an explanation really from them, or it's going to be you know some mm-hmm. PR spin uh, mm-hmm. usually as it usually is. But I think the the rest of the device really is just. You know, it's they're not going to call it the Pro Five because it's not that much of a leap forward. Obviously, it's, it's really just a, an incremental improvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think it's cool that they got rid of the fan mm-hmm. for a couple of the, the, the models, not the i7, but the i5 and the other one. But um, it would probably melt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but that's okay. I think I think if you're buying a device that it has that kind of hardware inside, you can, you know, you can. You'll be fine the fan with the fan yeah. being in there, right? Yeah. You just want the thing to work. Yeah. So, and this one, this looks like it will. I mean, the Pro 4 was easily the best Surface I've used mm-hmm. to date, right? And I've used mm-hmm. them from the first one, which is awful. Uh, and then Windows RT, which is an abomination uh, okay. unto yes. itself, right? Yeah. And they were talking, you know, and they, I don't know how much they really talked about Windows S. I, mm-hmm. I know that they, there was, you know, they were talking about it before. I don't, it wasn't really mentioned that much, I don't think, in this launch. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because they want to go against the Chromebooks, right? I, th- yeah. I think that's just because they they focus the the education event that Rose was at almost mm-hmm. solely on Windows S. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, that was the focus there. And then where with the Surface Laptop and their partner computers uh, that were more durable for schools, which seemed to be really the core focus for Windows 10 S. Oh, okay, but since you were there, mm. so what are what are they doing, or what are they planning to do as far as the app discrepancy goes? I mean, you can only use Windows. Store apps, store apps mm-hmm. on a Windows S machine. So you can't use desktop apps. So if you're going to make this thing viable, like Chrome seems to be going in the opposite direction where compatibility mm-hmm. keeps improving, it seems, right? After being, you know, in the wilderness for a while. And now I'm seeing that Microsoft wants to try and do the same thing, but with with what apps though? I mean, oh, where agreed. are they? Agreed. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, that all they said at that time was, "Well, we're really working on building up our apps and making them better." Um, but you also have the option to upgrade to Pro, like the Pro Windows 10 version, uh, for about fifty dollars more. So they are actually pushing that uh, very openly as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. As in, oh, we understand this might not work for you. Yeah, and fifty dollars is not much. Really? No, no, yeah. exactly. Right? Like, I mean, when you when you fa- like consider the the money compared to the experience that you get, for yeah. sure, right? Oh, yeah, it's an easy choice, right? Yeah. Real Windows versus not. It's yeah. free yeah. with the Surface but laptops here for like yeah. mm-hmm. for kids that are in grade six and they're using just PowerPoints. Like, 
I think that's what Windows 10 yeah. is, is currently for. It's not for many people. Or for olds. Or for very olds. <laughs> Gosh, thanks for alienating a part uh, of our listeners. I, th- I think also uh, S is kind of like a Trojan horse to try to get developers to make more Windows store-based apps. I don't think it mm-hmm. will be successful. I mean, it, it could be, but I think that's part of the, the goal behind it is to force developers to remember that the Windows Store exists and to take it their seriously. It. Yeah, but, well, but, I think that is part. But of don't it. you really mm-hmm. need mobile devices in order to push that narrative? Yeah, I think that's also part of it. Is yeah. that they they want to sort of build up the App Store with this kind of Trojan horse method, and then in in like a year, maybe two years, try to do Windows Phone again at some point? Because I think that'd be interesting. I think Panos mm-hmm. has said that um, there will be some kind of mobile thing in the future in terms of well, Windows yeah. has said as well. He's yeah. just it won't be what you traditionally conceive yes. of as a mobile device and it probably yeah. shouldn't be yeah exactly. i mean if you're going to be a leader and an innovator you probably don't need to follow what your rivals are doing you're mm-hmm. probably trying to do something right. different so you can actually lead something microsoft has arguably never done mm-hmm. um well i mean they came <laughs> yeah. up, well no but i mean they came up with a desktop os mm-hmm. like windows 95 but i mean other than that uh really i don't know that i would the Surface yeah. is kind of leading, though, Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The Surface is because, you know, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about Apple here, too. Mm-hmm. The Surface is... How did you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the Surface, to me, is that hybrid tablet laptop that mm-hmm. a lot of manufacturers have been trying to make. Mm-hmm. It created... Unsuccessfully. Like a, yeah. Yeah. It created an entirely new category Absolutely. when it first launched. Yeah, it took, and it took him a few tries mm-hmm. to get it mm-hmm. right. Let's, sure. let's be fair. It did take him a few attempt mm-hmm. to get it right but it looks like they're on the right track when sure. did it click for you like which oh, service the, the iteration four. the four i yeah. was i was cool with the three i still i still have the three but i think what changed it for me was the screen size and the type cover size once it went to like a full size keyboard yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, i guess it's 13.5 the the surface pro 3 i, I think it is so, I, th- yeah. I think mm-hmm. it is anyways that was big enough uh to serve my my purpose yeah and then they went to 12 I, think, I gotta check right. it because I'm sure someone in the comments sure. will tell me I'm wrong, <laughs> as is usually the case. Um, yeah, so you know you alluded it, alluded to it, uh, Teddy, but um, it's 10.8 inches. Good to know Wait, for the for the Pro Three for the Pro Three for the Pro yeah. Three. Yeah, I thought it was smaller actually. Um, it, yeah, it was. That was the one I used the least. Was the three mm-hmm. and the Pro Four? Mm-hmm. Kind of can't find it. Is 12.3 inches. Yeah, yeah, so a really was, good yeah, size, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so, you know, you kind of alluded to it. Uh, we've seen these positions between Apple and Microsoft shift. I'm wondering, from your perspective, how did that happen? Like, on both sides of the fence. Leadership. Right? Okay. Plain yeah. and simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, you had... All right, I'm going to try and be charitable here. Um, <laughs> you had a boisterous personality. Mm-hmm leading Microsoft for quite some time, and Steve Ballmer. Mm-hmm. Who, One of your favorite individuals. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, worst tech CEO in a generation. No mm-hmm. question about it. Developers, developers, developers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like the just the, the buffoonery mm-hmm. that came out of this man, mm-hmm. uh, you know, was seemingly endless. So, and and it's it showed because the company never really achieved anything uh, mm-hmm. since he took over as CEO, right? Mm-hmm. So now they have a new they have Nadella who seems to have some kind of a vision mm-hmm. on where he wants this company to go, and we're seeing it, mm-hmm. you know, play out right now, right? So it's a it's a long it's a long game. On the flip side, you had a very eccentric personality in mm-hmm. Steve Jobs, 
who steered Apple out of the wilderness mm-hmm. uh, and into you know supremacy into really. the light, yeah, um, and more into the light. I mean, supremacy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, you know, he, he it's amazing what what he did to that company. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know his successor is basically a guy who makes the trains run on time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know that there's any vision that there's any you know any idea really of mm-hmm. where the world is going in the technology that the world wants to use mm-hmm. this is what apple is expected mm-hmm. to come out with mm-hmm. this is what they're expected to develop mm-hmm. and in tim cook's tenure now okay you can give a guy a couple you know you can give any ceo a couple years at least as a grace period mm-hmm. but when you've been there for six almost you know almost six years mm-hmm. yeah you, you need to deliver Mm-hmm. And all I've seen is basically an over-reliance on the iPhone line yep. and, uh, you know, failure everywhere else. The iPads, yep. you know, stagnated. Mm-hmm. Siri, a, what a completely lost opportunity yep. unless they come up with something that is extraordinary. Right. So that's what we... incoherent vision. Totally. Yeah. The only new product, I think, is the, the Apple Watch, which is, yeah. de- depending on... If you, if you talk to Apple, it's it's a resounding success because it's the the best selling uh, smartwatch. But that's uh, a pretty low bar, though. Th- exactly. So it depends <laughs> on who you talk to yeah. and how you look at it. Yeah. Um, but that would be the, the one new product. But I and their even, services, they're the making services more money on that too. But I, I don't even know if, as you were saying, I don't know if that's something that was um, unexpected. Like everybody knew that they were going to do yeah. the Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. saw that coming. It was just Apple a matter of too. when, right? Mm-hmm. So, um. I will just say quickly in Balmer's defense, not that I don't dis, uh, not that I disagree that he was ultimately a terrible CEO, but the Surface division was actually started started under his auspices. Obviously, it didn't turn out great at the start, and it took a CEO like Nadella to stick with it. Right? Almost certainly, though, and Balmer had to be convinced to do that. Yeah. I, I, not that I know. I'm I'm yeah. purely speculating here, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm sure he had to be convinced to do that. The synergy, the idea of synergy between Windows devices mm-hmm. from mobile to right. laptop was definitely, definitely not his idea. Right. Um, and I'm sure it was something that needed convincing mm-hmm. to, to get him to go on board. Mm-hmm. Because every acquisition, basically, under his tenure was a disaster. I mean, mm-hmm. Skype, nobody really talks about Skype anymore. Mm-hmm. They folded it in yeah. to Microsoft's, you know, uh, system, basically. I mean, they folded it into Windows, really, is what they've mm-hmm. done. But nobody really refers to it mm-hmm. anymore as far as communication goes, video communication. Mm-hmm. You know, Skype was a verb for a mm-hmm. long time. Yep. Yeah. And uh, obviously, Nokia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Nokia. I mean, yeah, I mentioned Skype. You're right. Nokia was yeah. probably the biggest one. Yeah, uh, with all and you know all these conspiracy theories about you know that that <laughs> Elon, you know, Elon was a mole and yeah. you know like sent in to like you know d- destroy the organization. I don't, I doubt that, but yeah. I, I just think I think these guys felt that they had a chance of success. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, again, Balmer is far better off where he is now. Basketball mm-hmm. owner. He owns the Clippers. You know, he can he jump around all he wants. he wants. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's perfect yeah. where he is right now. And Adela's good where mm-hmm. he is right now because mm-hmm. Microsoft seems to be benefiting with his leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, Rose, where do you see kind of Microsoft going from here with this lineup? Um, I think it's it's a it was a powerful move to do the Surface laptop. I think that was really beneficial for Microsoft um, just to build out this idea that. 
we the surfer surface is a brand much like the macbook and Mm -hmm. you can buy into the brand and you can live in the brand for the next however many years because i I think that's actually something that consumers care about Mm -hmm. is i want to buy a laptop and i don't want to have to leave this ecosystem anytime soon Mm -hmm. so now the devices have become dependable enough and good quality enough and uh you know windows is actually quite a pleasure to work with compared to um what it was mac os i believe yeah um so there's a lot to like about it and i think it's beginning to hit that maturity level where Mm. people will buy into that brand um question for all of you what do you kind of take from i think the most interesting uh, thing to me looking back now over these past two announcements is that effectively apple abandoned the macbook air which i think for them was in some ways the most important device because it's I remember when I, for a short time, worked at the Apple store, you know, the strategy they preached was get them young, right? Like get them to like Mac OS at that time, at, t- at that time called OS X, get them to like iOS and keep them uh, being Apple customers for gener- for several years, right? Like 10, 20 years. And I don't think the company's doing that anymore, right? Like, I guess you could argue with the iPhone, but the Mac, uh, uh, the MacBook Air now being kind of abandoned to just wilt away. Um, and then you see, have Microsoft coming in, replacing that or kind of offering that exact device, just the Windows version of it, right? Where it's like completely tailored to, you know, students. And it's this device that like it, it understands that we still need computers, right? As much as we're in a mobile first world, our smartphones can't do everything for us, right? So what do you take... What is kind of your view of that play? I okay, think, sorry, go ahead. No, go oh, ahead. Sure. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing is that uh, smartphones have become the focus for Apple, mm-hmm. and all other devices have kind of taken mm. the back seat. Well, um, that's where the revenue and profits yeah, come from. Yeah, exactly. So, so. they mm-hmm. the, the the MacBook Air was was a great device, still is arguably a great mm-hmm. device, but Windows manufacturers have caught up with it in terms of design. They were already ahead of it in terms of hardware, like when it launched. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that's the biggest thing is Apple's now focusing on phones. They, they've actually, I don't, I think you edited the story I wrote about it. Remember mm-hmm. when they did that uh, briefing about the tra- the trash can? What's it called? The Mac Pro. The, you uh, know the, the Mac Pro. Yes, the Mac yes. Pro. Um, and they actually, in a very uncharacteristic way, kind of admitted that they they made a mistake with it. Um, and that was the first time that it, I, I'd ever seen Apple do that before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think to an extent they know that they've forgotten about the Mac the, line. Sorry, just that they made a mistake with the device or that they they just didn't follow they up? They made with a mistake it. with the device I, in terms of design, um, in terms of the ability not to be able to upgrade it. That was one of them. This is problems. famously the device that uh, Phil Schiller said, can't innovate my ass. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> how, many, how many feet can that guy put in his mouth? Like, seriously. I mean... It's, <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm going to yeah. see if I can find the the story now. Yeah. Uh, just just so I can give more detail on it, but it was it, it was one of the first times that as long as I've been doing this that I've ever seen Apple admit that it made a mistake and yeah. not try to talk its way out of it. It was like, yeah, we released this product. It wasn't what we said it was going to be. It didn't work out. We're going to try to do better. And they they did this with uh it was like a briefing with a bunch of key media like TechCrunch, right. The Verge yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me everything's stopgap with Apple, mm-hmm. right? So the touch bar on the MacBook Pro, stopgap. I mean, I tried it. Uh, I, not I, I, it. I, yeah, I don't see what 
I'm paying, like what a consumer is paying the premium for really mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, I think it was uh, Pandas who said, oh, we experimented with that, but then we decided to just make the whole screen like touch <laughs> which is yeah and that yeah. was a criticism a lot yeah. of people levied on these new macbook pros like why not just add touch to the screen mm-hmm. yeah right so the thing is apple seems to be hesitant or resistant to making the experience of a mac very similar to the experience of an ipad or vice versa it's because they got that ipad pro that's right yeah so the ipad pro which to me is an unmitigated failure uh mm-hmm. there's no question about that and now apple of course never divulges uh or breaks down what device in a line is sold more than others, right? But so you we can don't know. tell, like, the tablet sales have gone but, down. But certainly, yeah. Like, if this thing had taken off, row. if yeah. it had taken off, then the iPad line itself would have been driven even higher. The traject- the hockey stick curve yeah. would have definitely gone up because yeah. of the pro. Didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I would argue because, again, you're trying to, you're trying to squeeze a mobile OS mm-hmm. into a productivity device. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. And, you know, if they had an iPad Pro that ran Mac OS, mm-hmm. I That'd mean, be a totally, totally different, different story. Yep. Yeah. Totally different story. And yeah. I think they should do that. But, you know, I, I don't, what do I know? I just don't so. see them ever doing it. I mean, no. I, I do agree with you. And I think that that's, that's the way things should go because that's what, that's what Microsoft has done there. Their mobile OS is the same as their desktop OS. And you just switch between it, essentially. Right. I just don't, like, a- Apple wants these two independent ecosystems and doesn't want them to, uh, well, they interact on some levels, but doesn't want them to be one universal thing and i just don't think that's ever so i I think that's a great leads to a great question is why okay but see okay so patrick makes a great point right and Mm -hmm. and and consider you know how uh how strange it sounds that microsoft was able to understand Mm -hmm. what the market wanted Mm -hmm. and apple is still in the wilderness trying to figure it out Mm -hmm. okay thinking that they have it thinking that they have the answer because again there it's the arrogance of a company at the top that hey you know we feel like we've got the right answers and meanwhile you the competitor actually does because mm-hmm. they figured out okay you know people want to be productive they need a desktop os but mm-hmm. hey we can switch to a tablet version of mm-hmm. this os so that at least it can be used with fingers as a or, or a pen instead mm-hmm. of a keyboard mm-hmm. yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that that's the way that makes more sense to me. Um, I, I, I've never seen the purpose of the iPad Pro, but I've also never really uh, understood for, for me. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. How I use devices, the the touchscreen aspects of Windows, like I, I just don't use them never use them but i know a lot of people that do but a so, lot of people do so yeah. just because they're not for me doesn't mean that they're exactly. not relevant um yeah 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 that's why the uh the extra sensitive pen with the extreme low latency yeah, sounds cool. really cool for the new surface mm-hmm. I, I don't i have a surface book a 2016 surface book and i don't use the pen but i think it was only because i tried it out and it wasn't quite there yet so uh, if it's there that's really neat and they should have included the pen to my mind and the keep like these all these extras makes it so like anti-consumer 
not very consumer friendly to have to buy like a keyboard, a pen, and probably a dongle to use. But, but there's right. two there's two points that you made, Rose, mm. and you, Igor, as well. So you mentioned the MacBook Air, mm-hmm. right? Basically being abandoned. Mm-hmm. So what that means is that you have the MacBook, the 12 inch, which is, I mean, we've all tried it. That, that's not for productivity. <laughs> I, if I can just, a, a short anecdote. Um, it's, it's about Panos Panay. Um, at the last Microsoft event oh, I, know, I attended, yeah, yeah. I was, you know, struggling to, you know, like get get together my MacBook with my silly like uh, uh, hub, the adapter, right? the adapter, yeah. and Panos walks past me, looks at me, looks at the computer, has the saddest face on <laughs> his, uh, the saddest face or the saddest look on his face, and goes by the next three journalists to me who have all like either Surface yeah. Pros or Surface Books, and he's like. Those are great computers. And just walks. <laughs> <laughs> right? I do like that that little tiny MacBook though. I think it's I think it's overpriced. I don't think it's for what we do for, mm-hmm. for our job. Yeah. Um I do what, think there's an audience out there for it, but I think it costs an insane. Well that's amount of the money. thing. Yeah. So that's what I was gonna get to. Basically was that you have the MacBook, the regular one, then you have the MacBook Pro. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's no middle ground. There's nothing well. If the MacBook Air is considered the middle ground, it's not the company is not paying any attention to it. Yeah. So what you have is you have very expensive machines yeah. that have very little flexibility, really. I mean, even if you want to upgrade these, they're they're charging you a lot for that too. Right. The you pro know. is the the pro model. You, you I don't think you can upgrade in any way. Like I think the RAM soldered to the the motherboard. Like you you have to do it at the time of purchase. No, yeah, 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 yeah. that's what oh, I mean. Okay. Like, right, I no, no, I'm, yeah, that. what I'm saying, okay. like when you purchase and yeah. you order, right, you, you can then upgrade, you know, the, the storage and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. So now Rose made a point about how the Surface is becoming a brand, and I think that's true. Mm-hmm. I think it, this is something PC manufacturers have not been able to achieve in a, maybe at all. Yeah. Uh, and so finally now, when you say Surface in the context of technology, people kind of associate it with, oh, yeah, you mean that, that computer mm-hmm. or that laptop or that tablet. Uh, Microsoft couldn't have dreamed of this mm-hmm. uh, th- this sort of thing even 10 years, five years ago. Five now. years ago. Forget 10. Yeah. Uh, five Because five were, years ago, the RT was coming out, right? Like, uh, yes. And yeah. 10 years ago, they were dealing with, you know, that disaster otherwise known as Windows Vista. So, mm-hmm. so you can see that there's been a progression since basically 2012 mm-hmm. where these companies have kind of crisscrossed but only in the in the in different uh-huh. directions than yeah. they did from you know the mid 2000s mm-hmm. so the the direct quote from that story i was looking for before is uh I, I they don't credit it to the verge isn't crediting it to a specific apple executive but it's i think we designed ourselves into a bit of a, a thermal corner if you will <laughs> uh said one of apple's top executives and that was during that sort of briefing about the the mac pro and how it was a somewhat of a disaster for them and they've, they've forgotten about it i feel like it was probably uh craig the dad Federlini, because could have been, you know, Phil Schiller was there. Phil wouldn't say something like that. My boy Craig was there. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's no way Schiller said that. Yeah, no way. Um, so last question. I think uh, it might have been him actually. When I'm looking at the story right now, <laughs> really? I think Are it might have been. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> wow. So, uh, and this is open to everyone, but I will ask it to you first, uh, Teddy. You're in a deli. Uh, guys getting ready your pastrami sandwich and he's, he, he asks you what you do and you're like, oh, I'm a tech journalist. And he's like, oh, sir, you know, why I give you this pastrami sandwich? I need a new computer. Which computer should I get? 
laptops. Specific. Well, the first thing, okay, so I get this question asked by a number of people aside from people yeah. who work at a deli, and yeah, I could tell you that um, the first thing I always ask is, what OS have you used yeah. to this point? Right, because if you're if I'm immediately suggesting, let's say a Mac, and they've always used Windows, then not only are they switching a device, they're switching a platform entirely, yeah. right? And this is this is going to be the challenge that Surface is, you know, Microsoft's going to have with Surface because they're trying to get Mac users over to their side. Yeah. But that means that they have to abandon Mac OS and then move over to Windows, which and is all a the tall great order. Apps. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tall order for for people who are used to using Macs. Let's not forget a lot of people went from Windows to Mac OS. Right. Uh, in the last 10 and years. And saying they never so, come but that, back, right? They have some experience yeah. with it at least. Right. So it's there you go. So much though. So too. I think for for those who have used both, um, then it might be an interesting conversation, right? Because then they might end a tougher decision. Whereas if they've used one OS only, then it might be like, okay, well, I just want to stick to what I yeah. what I have. Mm -hmm. But I I would recommend though, regardless, that they try both devices. Like try you know try Surface, mm -hmm. try a Mac. Which specifically of the two families would you suggest though? Just well, for oh you, oh yeah. so well. I mean, the laptop I, or the pro there yeah. must only be one. <laughs> yeah, like I, I mean, go. I would go with the pro yeah. personally. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because I like the flexibility and and it, and it's such a, it's such a better product than it was before, mm -hmm. for sure. And then with the Mac, I mean, I still like the Air the most, but yeah, you know, That's the company the, the company doesn't affairs. seem to care about it. Yeah, so it's a tough tough call. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, my answer is similar to Teddy's. It depends on what ecosystem the the person is most familiar with. I, I would say though that, that I think switching between them is pretty easy now. They're not they're not that different anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I would also even say that I find Windows a little bit more stable than Mac, mm -hmm. depending on what device it's running on. So I I would personally recommend the Surface laptop, um, unless the person's sold on the idea of a two in one and they really they really want that. They want that versatility. Then I would say that the new Surface Pro. I think a thousand forty nine is a pretty damn good price tag especially yeah. in canada for a, a relatively high-end device mm -hmm. but if they're they're stuck in that mac ecosystem i mean it's really hard to recommend the air right now um because most of the internals are outdated yeah. uh i like the touch bar unlike a lot of people i think there's potential there i think apple probably pushed it out a little too early because there's not app support the app support's gotten better it's improved significantly but it's still like i probably use it 10 times a day right mm -hmm. and i would like to be able to use it with every single app and there's a lot of other little intricacies in there so i would find it difficult to recommend that uh the the macbook pro the new one the USB-C, because it costs so much money and because the touch bar is not there um so i think i would i would recommend the lowest end uh pro the one that uh, zach's using where it doesn't have, have a touch, touch bar, bar. Uh, it's slightly cheaper and it's still a relatively solid device. But then again, I would feel bad for recommending that because it's a first-generation Apple product, and yeah. we all know that the next one that comes out is going to be the one that solves all the problems of the first one. So I'd be like, save your money and wait. That's the uh, answer. Lately, I have been uh, recommending Surface devices, in particular Surface Books, because I have a Surface Book, and I really like it. And like Teddy said, like I don't want to recommend something that is like a stopgap solution to someone. So... I just, I, I have not been recommending MacBooks. Of course, most people don't take my recommendation as a result and then end up buying a MacBook anyway. Which, but I, uh, which MacBook are they buying, sorry? I, just I, curious. This, I, like, um, I think most recently it was like the MacBook Pro. 
the, the latest version. The one without the touch bar? Yeah. I've seen a lot of those The one around. without yeah. the touch bar, yeah. yeah. Like I've even, seen more of those. Like, even here in, in Lighthouse, like, some of the students that are at, at our office, I, I see quite a few of those sitting around. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, I know there's no surfaces around. But, um, but I recommend it because... I just think Microsoft's hardware is really thoughtfully designed. I went on a tour in their hardware lab recently, and they have some of the most uh, high-tech equipment for testing in the world. Um, so they definitely don't suffer from a lack of thoughtful design. And, and I don't worry that they're going to buy it, and then it's going to break, and then I'm going to be the bad guy for suggesting it. I don't have to worry about that. Um, so and, and there's like... Yeah, again, there's that idea that they're buying into a new brand. And it's kind of a, at this moment, seems to have more of a sparkling future than the mm-hmm. than Apple's MacBook. And I would I would just say to this, if you're the person who's coming from Mac and you're like, I can never go back to Windows, I would say you haven't used Windows in the last little yeah. while. Like the window management is, as someone who's like, you know, constantly about like maximizing productivity, like it's just worlds better than what is on Mac OS. And in some ways... It really shows how much Apple has kind of put uh, Mac OS, previously OS X, on the back burner, right? Like it's not, it's no longer really a focus for them, which is a shame because at one point it was such a pleasure to use. Not that it's still not enjoyable to use, but it just feels like so many of these OS has become have become so similar. And I think, like, what is the differentiating factor for me for OS X is the great developers, right? But if the company does nothing with it. <laughs> those developers are going to leave, right? So um, I would, like, I think the new Surface devices are really exciting. I can't wait to, you know, if hopefully I'd love to review them, but if not, I'd love to just play with them and see what's there. Well, Apple's just done a terrible job integrating. Yeah. It's two OSs. Mm -hmm. I mean, even now I use an iPhone with a a Mac, and it, it, I mean, there's no synergy. They don't talk, they don't even speak the same language Mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah, it, it, it's insane. If what you have you? if you have the new one, you can't even plug it in unless you have an adapter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you see, yeah. I, I mean, th- there you go. Like, it, yeah. this is nuts. Like, uh, you know, like how does a company that has that the resources that they have? Mm-hmm. I mean, who is coming up with these ideas, and who is thinking that this is the best way to go? Hey, let's keep these two silos completely separate, even though we're the same company, and even though we want our our customers using mm-hmm. the same, you know, these devices. Mm-hmm. So it, it's in, it's to me it's really astounding because Microsoft the way they see it is now they haven't come up with a phone or anything but they're saying you know clearly it looks like they are going in that direction mm-hmm. and that was always the vision even from before it's not a secret they wanted a synergy between mobile tablet like phone tablet laptop mm-hmm. let's One just device. Use, let's yeah. just use the same OS yeah right the whole continuum idea so. I, I think they're going to continue with that, whereas Apple seemingly, unless something changes this year, which I doubt, then <laughs> they're, you know, they're just going to keep these things disparate, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's it. I mean, it's it just so, I, and I think that makes it easier for people to abandon yeah. uh, Mac OS. Oh, it certainly does. Right, you're not locked into yeah. the ecosystem anymore. Yeah, it does seem like one hand is not talking to the other, but there's been a lot of talk recently about. Um, different Apple offices being integrated. So it seems like they know that they have an issue with communication. I think it's also they just have so many products now. Yeah. There's so many. Like but, when when Steve mm-hmm. Jobs came back, that was one of the things he did is he called the various different versions of the Mac that yeah. were around in but, the, the late 90s. But also, and now they have so many. But they've also 
called down their products. Like so, famously, Apple used to produce, uh, you know, their own sc- uh, their own displays. Their they did the Air Express. I guess I mean devices. Why, is devices, what I mean. right? But so I think what you could argue before about Apple, there was an ecosystem, and it was like well thought out, right? Like you know maybe the you know the Air Express, which was their Wi-Fi router. Um, you know, at a time, it was one of the better Wi-Fi routers you could get. It was really simple. And it, you know, it spoke to that vision that Steve Jobs iterated, which was like, let's make technology as simple, as accessible as possible for people. Like, let's take away all the friction that makes, that stops you from enjoying these devices and being productive with these devices. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, again, when you have a company that size and two thirds of its revenue and profit is coming from one product yeah. line, you've got some, you know, there's some, I think there are problems. Like people look at the numbers, oh, they've sold this much and they made this much. The, you know, that arithmetic matters to shareholders. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, but what's going on beyond, like if you look between the lines, mm-hmm. there are problems. Mm-hmm. There, there are definitely cracks in this foundation. Mm-hmm. And unless something significant happens, I'm not saying they got to reinvent the wheel, mm-hmm. but guys, you know, execute on a vision, please. They still mm-hmm. have all, all the money in, in, in the world, though, too, to an extent, right? So they can flounder for years and years well, trying to could. figure out whatever they're mm-hmm. doing. They um, could. Yeah. Yeah. Microsoft did. Yeah. Floundered for a long time. That's true. <laughs> and speaking of floundering, uh, so. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, <laughs> um, we're launching a new part of the podcast next week. Uh, I've set up an email called podcast at mobilesyrup.com. And what I'd like you to do as wonderful uh, listeners to this pod is send us in questions. They can be tech related. They can be personal. They can be, I don't know, advice related. It can want. be about the Nintendo Switch. They, Patrick would love that most. Um, you know, just say, hey, Mobile Syrup, tell us, ask us a question and we'll read it on a new portion of the, this new portion of the podcast. Um because we really want to get the community more involved with the podcast. So this is one of the things we've decided to try. Uh, we're going to try some more things. Um, so if you have thoughts about this, you can tweet at us. Tell us what you think. Um, but of course, shout outs. Teddy, what is your shout out? Uh, my shout out to the Waz, Steve Wozniak. <laughs> I got to meet him yesterday uh, at an event here in Toronto. And uh, Rose and Patrick, actually, yeah. uh, were there too. We attended as your entourage. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, and it was great to see them as well. Um, so, yeah, nice guy. I, I got to ask him a couple questions, particularly about autonomous driving, uh, to get his vision on that. Um, but, you know, I didn't have a lot Is of time. Is he a car guy? He says he loves his cars. Uh, that's the thing. He, he was talking about how he has an attachment to all the cars he's owned and that it's hard for him to imagine how millennials might not even care to own yeah, a car. Yeah, that's Right? So I, he, I think he is trying to wrap his head around that. It, it, it's a totally different world for him. Um, mm. But, yeah, I asked him about, you know, uh, autonomous driving infrastructure and things like that. And, you know, he said uh, basically you got to make the cars better first before... You know, the infrastructure yeah, really is there sense. to support it, right? So, mm-hmm. But his wife let him buy a Tesla. He was happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At an Audi-sponsored event. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was the best part. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of Tesla talk at the yeah. Audi event. Yeah. Uh, Pat? Um, okay. So, as usual, mine is Nintendo Switch related. So, a company called 8BitDo uh, that I believe is from Japan... They make these, um, I guess I would call them retro-inspired game controllers that work on a variety of devices, PC, Android. Sometimes some of them work with uh, iOS, depends on which controller. Um, But 
they have now uh, added Nintendo Switch compatibility uh, to the controllers as well, which is cool to see a company that makes accessories still adding functionality to it through firmware updates. So if you want to play Mario Kart and you you got the two Joy-Cons, right? One person's using one Joy-Con, your friend's using the other one, but you have a third person at your apartment and they need to play and you have an 8-bit dough controller sitting around, you can use that. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's a game changer. Cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, my shout out, uh, can I make it two part? Of course. So I know uh, Android Pay is, uh, according to us, coming soon to Canada. And I just thought that was exciting because I think it'll really accelerate mobile payments. Um, more so, on you that know, next week. More and more on that <laughs> next week. Okay. Well, you know, just pumped about it. Um, number two, Roger Moore. Uh, I think Sir Roger Moore passed away uh, just recently. And he was uh, a really long-running Bond Um he did seven different Bond films, guys. And the oldest one too, I think, actually. The oldest man think, who played yeah. Bond. Yeah, he 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 was the, he was in terms of being in a Bond film, playing James Bond. Oh, I think he was oh, yeah. the oldest. He wasn't the first. Yeah, he though. was quite. He wasn't, no, he wasn't the first. No, Sean but he, Connery. He, yeah, but he was. Sean he was I believe he was the oldest to play yes. that role. Yeah, he had a few wrinkles even in his prime, but you know yeah. he was suave and beautiful and um silver. i just think we could all learn a lot from him those silver movies Fox. were pretty boring i will admit they were not my favorite bond films but uh respect where respect is due what was his most famous one? Oh, probably to russia from russia with love mm-hmm. yeah that was probably his most famous one you want a little quote from him of course um i enjoy being a highly overpaid actor <laughs> that's a great i think quote. that's really meaningful mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot of depth to it yeah. so much honesty there um, hmm. my shout out uh, goes to a writer named David L. Uh, Craddock. He's a games writer. Uh, recently discovered a book by him called Stay a While and Listen, which is about uh, the Diablo series, one of my favorite computer games. And it's just kind of uh, behind the scenes of how the game was created. And it really kind of follows what you would think would happen. Uh, you know, developers from the 80s, were, what are their influences? Obviously, Dungeons and Dragons, blah, da da. But it's really interesting, great anecdotes, uh, and it's a fun read. So if you have any interest, definitely recommend it to check it out on this uh, Igor's uh, book corner. <laughs> um, uh, Teddy, where can people find you online? Uh, on Twitter, at ByTeddyK. I use the same handle for Instagram as well, uh, and ByTeddyK.com, where I just aggregate all the stuff that mm. I write. And, of course, on MobileSyrup.com. Yes. What was the most recent article you gave us? Uh, well, I... By the time they listen to this, your your G6. Ah, uh, yes, the G6 camera. Uh, that'll be up. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, well, yeah. Can you give us a sneak peek? Well, if you're gonna ha- if you're gonna shoot with the G6 camera or most cameras on a phone, I would argue shoot in manual mode. Of course, if you really want to get the most of what the camera's capable of. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I really go into some depth of that. If I can quickly ask, are you do you fancy yourself a G6 person or a a Sate? Hmm. They're both really good, actually. I like both devices, uh, so it's a tough call. I think I would go on price. I would go with the G6 mm-hmm. because you're spending a little less. Processor uh, too. And, yeah, and processor and all. I mean, you know, and Bixby on it doesn't do anything, mm-hmm. so that's not a sales pitch for me. Right? Yeah. Like I just don't see any any mm-hmm. value in that yet. So mm-hmm. I'd probably go with the G6 more than the S8 right now. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, Pat, where can people find you? Find me on the Twitters at at Patrick underscore O'Rourke. Rose? You can find me uh, on Twitter at Rose Bahar or on Instagram at Rose Bahar. There's some interesting wildlife pics on my Instagram. I liked them earlier today. They're very interesting. Yeah, Mm -hmm. check them out. Uh, Robin, where can people find you? 
I think it's at Robin Edgar. Un- it's at underscore Robin Edgar. Do you follow Robin somebody up. who's a beautiful human being and very, very cool? Um, Rose, where can people find Mobile Syrup? Oh, at Mobile Syrup. Pretty much every platform, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And we have a Snapchat, but we haven't been doing too much on the Snapchat. What about Foursquare? Do we have a Foursquare? Four we're the mayors of Mobile Syrup uh, office. Cool. Cool. So, yep. Check us out on all that. That's quite an accomplishment. And once again, podcast at Mobile Syrup. If you want to send us a question, I'm really looking forward to reading them. Please keep them appropriate, obviously. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.